Grateful Dead Thursday here on Scalzo and Bruce. He is Benjamin Bruce. I'm Greg Scalzo. You're the Scalzo and Bruce family. It is Bears Week. Packers, Bears, and Soldier Field coming up on Sunday. Uh, we're excited to talk with our guy from ESPN 1000, Carmen and Yurko, former Packer, uh, John Yurkovich. Yurko, thanks for joining us once again here on Scalzo and Bruce. What's the sense like in Chicago, in Chicago, uh, on Packers Week? Because there's been right, quite well, a... For, 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 first of all, you guys got to tell me if I'm good. Can you guys hear me perfectly? You got you Golden. perfectly. All right, not a problem. Here's what it is right now. Half the city's in mourning because the Chicago White Sox spit the bit. So half the city we can is relate. in mourning. We can relate. Our brewers did the yeah. same thing. Yeah, yeah. So that's what you're at. So you're looking for a little bit of solace in the football game this week. So as I analyze, you know, the city and the way they feel, they feel excited about getting another game in or getting something in, another contest where somehow – some way the Chicago Bears can find a way to be victorious against the Green Bay Packers. Now, you guys know the record. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is 25, 20 and 5 against the Chicago Bears. Uh, every time he plays against the Bears, it seems like he's setting some more records or, you know, he's extending streaks or he's doing stuff that's exceptional. So the fact that they've got to play these guys, they know how heavy, how heavy the responsibility is that, uh, you know, these guys are going to have to find a way to play a perfect game in order to beat Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. So they understand that this is going to be problematic for them. Every fan does, and I think the team does too. Well, Yerk, you keep it real here. The Packers are five-point favorites. The over-under is 44. Do you think the Bears have a chance? I think they got a chance of keeping it close and maybe pulling it out late. And the only reason I say that is because of the injuries that the, that the Packers have suffered. You know, and really, again, there you are where, you know, Devontae Adams and, uh, and and Aaron Rodgers are really the only solid connection that you can count on. And, uh, you know, I saw the game that they won in, uh, was it overtime, where they hit Devontae for the big pass. They had 33 seconds left, and they found a way to go ahead and put a field goal through. By the way, last week's game, I and this is my argument for kickers should come from, like, the offensive line, you know? And it should be straight on kickers because I can't watch five kicks get missed again in my lifetime over and over and over and over again. You know, I, I always think the I loved players, it though, Yerk. It was entertainment. Yeah. Entertainment, my aching panaches. Watching people not being able to do their jobs is not entertaining. Did you ever miss a block? Oh, yeah, I missed a block. Well, if I was an offensive lineman, yeah. I would. Yeah, I was going to say defensive lineman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you not know Ben? I mean, I, I, you're, so you, he's I, a lineman. They all they all the yeah. same thing. I, that's like saying a center and a point guard are the same thing, too. <laughs> but uh, that's okay. How would your it's kicking okay. performance be? How would your kicking I, performance be? Can you kick a decent oh, field goal? Well, I kicked in high school, so I, I won a game winner against the Oak Forest Bengals in overtime. Cool. Uh, to capture it when I was a junior. <laughs> And I was a straight-on kicker, so, you know, I was the last uh, – Rick Spangler, the former Ohio State kicker, I think he was the last of the straight-on kickers in the league. Mark Mosley was a straight-on kicker. He won an NFL MVP in 1982, I believe. Yerk, so, are you still yeah. single on the market? Oh, yeah, kid, single and ready to mingle. <laughs> okay. Got to like that. I mean, oh, last on, year no, we talked there, to you, though. You know, you're just right. coming off the – you know, just making sure yeah, you're good. I've been divorced – separated six, divorced five, okay? 
It's been a while, and there is a young lady that I frequent. There is or isn't? If you, under, if you understand what I mean. Hey, uh. <laughs> there is a young lady that I frequent. She likes to consider herself my girlfriend, and uh, I consider her my gal pal. You know, the most great. action you've had in months, huh? Uh, wait, so so what? at what point will what? she become the girlfriend? <laughs> oh, well, listen, I went into this relationship with a clear, crystal clear understanding that I am never, ever, ever, ever getting married again. Ever. Why not? Why? So if that's her goal, because I've been in jail for 20 and a half years before. <laughs> and when you get that first, like Andy Dufresne, walk through 500 yards of crap, come out smelling like a rose, right? I'm Andy Dufresne of marriages. I am out free. I am going to go down to the the Pacific Coast in Mexico and sit and rebuild a boat. You know, I just I can't I, believe I, I understood the reference. Shawshank Redemption, right? Yes, I am not getting saddled down again ever. I am a, a free man, thank heavens. Woo! Well, you, you, sound like the, you sound like the happiest man in the entire world. Can I say that? I play golf when I want. I'm going back to Pinehurst in November, guys. You know and this is my fourth time in Pinehurst, right? Since I've been divorced. Fourth time in Pinehurst. <laughs> I went to Pebble Beach and the Monterey Peninsula. I'm doing I'm playing more golf than I ever have. I'm enjoying it. I eagled the hole last week. Driver <laughs> Freewood sank a fifteen footer. It's been a while since I had an Eagle, you know? Birdie the eighteenth. I, I Feeling good. I, it's still shot, you know, 98, but hey, I had an eagle in the birdie, you know? Hey, clear head, positive mindset, good things happen, right? That's it. You're... That's it. That's what I'm talking about. Always, I got fresh cologne on, Dolce & Gabbana the one. I'm always out smelling fresh, looking clean, on the scene, making things happen for anybody that might want a little something. Hey, hey, hey. Uh, so let me ask you, we're talking with Yerko, a host of Carbon Yerko ESPN 1000, former Packer. You know, Aaron Rodgers has just got engaged. He's getting into a relationship. He's getting ready to get married. How much does that affect players in the NFL? Like, like, like when things are good, when things are bad? Let me, let me say something, all right? What is this, number four for him now? Well, girlfriend-wise, yeah. yeah. You know, Danica was one. Who was the one before? Olivia Munn. Olivia Munn. Yeah, Olivia Munn. I mean, come on, guys. What are we talking about? Now, you can't fall in love with four different people. You know, you fall in love once, you're a lucky man. You know what I'm saying? If you fall in love once, you're a lucky man. Maybe he wasn't in love before. Maybe he's in love now. Either way, usually you play efficiently. You play uh, with tremendous ease and confidence when the love life is in good shape. You know what I'm saying? So when, when everything's working out fine, usually you play like a champion. So that would be a good thing for Aaron Rodgers if everything's on the up and up and heading in the right direction. So should Bears fans be uh, rooting for him to complete, like to actually get married this time? He has broken off an engagement in his life. Because once he's married, then things might go south. No, that's not going to happen. Okay. Uh, it's not going to happen. You know, Aaron Rodgers is one of those guys I think that can compart- compartmentalize. You know, he can put things where they need to be. He seems to be ultra-focused on the football field. Uh, he plays with a chip on his shoulder. No matter what he's done, no matter uh, you know how many MVPs or you know Super Bowls he goes to and Super Bowl that he won, he seems to find a way to focus once he's between the lines. You know, he could, like the offseason, all the crap and all the stuff you were listening to and this, and then all the pundits saying, boy, you know what, he's got a lot of leverage. He's got a lot. He didn't have any leverage, guys. His NFL had none. There is no leverage. Zero leverage. I'm listening to these guys on ESPN tell me how much leverage he has. I tell said, you guys it. are lost. You don't have a clue. Yep. The man's got zero. He's Preach. got nothing. 
It would be a gift from the Green Bay Packers, an absolute gift. After At the end of the 2022 season, they say, Aaron, you know what? You've been a good soldier here. We promised you we'd let you out of that final year of the contract. Okay, we're going to do it. But know this. It would be dependent upon the Packers, Gutenkest, and the coach, and it would be an absolute gift to Aaron Rodgers if they let him out of the last year of his contract. So you don't buy it. You think he's going to be a Green Bay Packer next year? Absolutely. Oh, that's not good Absolutely. For me. Especially if they have some success. You know what I'm saying? I mean, they're going to win this division. I, I, as much as I think the Bears, the Bears, if the Bears finish 9-8, and eight, they'll be doing back handsprings in Chicago. <laughs> you know, and as, as much as people like Justin Fields, you can't play the Detroit Lions every single week. Against the Lions, he looked like a world beater. You know, they're running vertical routes, and they're running things underneath to complement it, and he's finding Allen Robinson and, and Moody and, and Mooney, I should say. All these guys, he's finding them. He looks fantastic. Well, you can't play Detroit every single week. Detroit's bringing a four-man rush that's not even sniffing the quarterback. I mean, it was like seven-on-seven drill for him. He just had drop back, stepped up two yards, and fired the ball over the yard. That is a luxury in the NFL. Now, I know the Packers' defensive line, um, besides maybe Kenny Clark, uh, is having a little trouble putting a little bit of pressure. Zadarius Smith is banged up. You got another Smith in the lineup on the kid that you picked up from Dallas. I don't know if the other uh, Smith, Preston Smith, if he's available, but you're having trouble getting to the quarterback. Am I mistaken or no? I mean, it's been it's been not as good as it's been in years past. But again, they've okay, they've done a right. decent job. I think it'll be a good test that, again to get pressure Chicago on a rookie Bears, quarterback here. The Chicago Bears lead the NFL in sacks this year with 18. They've got nine and a half between their two guys in five games between Quinn and Quinn. Listen, Quinn has come back to play. I don't know what happened to him. I don't know if he could climbed into a cocoon in the offseason and turned from the caterpillar into a butterfly. But he is flying around the football play field. He's making plays, not only sacks and pressuring the quarterback, he's breaking off running 10 yards downfield and making tackles. He looks as spry as a running buck. That's how good this guy looks. He looks absolutely fantastic. <laughs> so be careful because the Bears are bringing the rush with four. They'll bring uh, the 58th, Roquan Smith. They'll bring him on a blitz. Shockingly enough, he's got some pass run skill. So they're doing it, and they make their defensive backfield look a little bit better than it actually is. And kind of that's their weekend, uh, the weakness. I don't know if the Bears plan on putting 33 on Devontae Adams the whole game or if he's going to stay on his right, uh, the right defensive side, uh, the left side of the Packer offense. So it's going to be interesting the way that plays out. But uh, the people ask me what, what I think. I think it's going to be a three-point game. I think the Packers might be up at 10 in the fourth quarter. The Bears get the final drive. They put up a touchdown to bring it within three points. Uh, they could uh, Packers collect the outside kick. They take a knee. The game's over. Packers win by three. They go to 5-1. Mark that, Joshy, just scenario. in case it happens just like that. Yeah. Yerk, you played with Brett Favre. Who is the yes. closest resemblance to Brett Favre in today's NFL? Oh, in today's NFL, you got to find yourself for real. You know, Brett was a man's man, you know, and and Brett was a gunslinger. Nobody had he had confidence in himself, you know, and and when he was at work, he took everything seriously. But man, once he broke loose, it was time to have a good time. It was good time, Brett Favre, Scott. Let's have a little bit of fun. Let's rip the town up a little bit, and then we'll get back at it again tomorrow. So. Uh, I got to tell boy, the closest thing, oh, God. I'm not talking about as far as skill, 
But uh, Johnny Manziel might have had a little bit of Farv in him just in the, uh, you the know, fun category. Uh, yeah, the fun category. But I'm not talking about the skill on the field by any stretch of the imagination. And remember, it took Brett a while. You know, Br- Brett struggled a little bit that first year. You saw enough signs of, of what he could do. In uh, 93, 94, even, I think he got in there in 92, he struggled a little bit. But by 95, he was a world beater. He understood the offense. Him and Mike were on the same page. And he could sling that ball all over the field. The guy that I, I thought that he was uh, resembled to and I was a teammate with him in my first year, Dan Marino. Mm-hmm. Marino was the cock of the walk. This guy was the barnyard pip, the biggest rooster in the field, Okay. That's who Marino was, and that's who Brett was ultimately. Yeah. Talk of the walk. That's a good one. You guys can use that, all right? I'll take that one. Yurko, I'm on the other end. You said you're Andy Dufresne and you're out. I'm married. I've got a six-month-old. My life has changed. I don't play golf at all anymore. What's your ideal Saturday? I want to live vicariously through you. Get a Saturday, full day. What's your ideal right. Saturday? So here's my Saturday. i got a 7.30 tee time. We're playing 27. Uh, it's our Ryder Cup format at my Ooh. local country club here, Lincolnshire Country Club. So we're going one-man best ball with a partner to start off. Then we're playing an additional nine alternate shot. We come back Sunday morning, right, and we're going the next nine alternate shot into singles matches, a full 18 holes. Well, what happened so in between Saturday and oh, Sunday? I'm going to let you know. I'm going to let you know right now. <laughs> All right, but that's what the weekend golf looks like. So about one thirty, we're going over to PGA store on the west side because we're heading to Pinehurst, and uh, I'm a team captain, so we got to get some uniforms for our guys. So we're going to get eight shirts and eight quarter zips for Pinehurst. So when we play on Sunday, we're all wearing the matching uniforms for the you know for our Ryder Cup matches that we have at Pinehurst. You are the most After divorced that. guy of all time, and yeah. I love it. And then we're finding a local watering hole and or a Twin Peaks, which is a watering hole. Mm-hmm. And we're going to sit in there and watch a little bit of college football before we head back to the NWI, the 219, Northwest Indiana, and uh, find one of the local watering holes and maybe just stretch our legs a little bit and see what, <laughs> you know, see what, see what happens, you know? You never know who might come sniffing at the door. Well, you'll be smelling good. We know that, Yurko. <laughs> oh, yeah. Dolce & Gabbana, boys. Go uh. one. Uh-huh. You're the best. Thank you for the time. We will talk to you soon, uh, Yurko. We, we, we love you here. All right, guys. Take care.